Well, here we are again for another Press On podcast. I'm so blessed to have you with me today. I want, if you're able, to ask you to turn in your Bibles to James chapter 1. I want to um, kind of uh, go freelance today and and read uh, from straight from the Bible. Um, here, there's some things that caught my attention and really gripped my heart that I have not been able to to uh, remove lately, and I I really just sensed it's something to be able to speak to some today that are facing trials. Uh, and, um, you know, in life, we all have what I call normal trials and troubles and situations that come. But, right, there seems to be times when trials are escalated, and the intensity and um, the, the closeness of some of our trials can be of so significant that, I mean, literally, it just shakes us to the core, and we just uh, feel like we can't go on, or we get confused in our mind. Uh, we begin to entertain ideas uh, that, you know, God is not a loving God, or why would he do this? Many people even can be brought to the point where they despair of life itself, and uh, unfortunately, people sometimes go to the extreme of suicide uh, because of uh, the trials, the situations they're in just seem to be all uh, encompassing and just they seem to be drowning in the waves of uh, trouble and sorrow. And uh, thank God for his word. My friends, I just want to encourage you so much. You've got to read God's word. You've got to be in it. It is spirit and it is life. Uh, These are the literal words of God through men moved by the Holy Spirit to write divinely, and we're able to read this today and find such blessing and comfort. And that's what I want to bring you to. James chapter 1, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith, no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he shall receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. Some things here are so, uh, so strong, so filled with hope and uh, encouragement. I, I, I'm going to try my best to bring some of this out to you. First of all, uh, James is writing to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. You know, being scattered abroad, these were God's people that originated in in Israel, but because of persecution, because at that day, remember, Israel was under the rule of Rome, and as such, a foreign country had invaded them and taken them captive, and they were being led and directed by a heathen country, and when the church was birthed, the church went outside of the synagogue, they they went past religion and began to live Christ and began to move in communities. You can read Acts chapter 2 and 4 to see that. And persecution came. 
James, if I remember right, is one of the earliest books, if not the earliest written uh, in the New Testament, around 45 to 50 A.D. This would be about 20 years or so after Christ had been crucified and died. Uh, the, the Christians uh, had been expanding. Uh, the home church, the community ministry had been breaking out, and yet severe persecution I don't think that I have to elaborate too much on that. Uh, If you've been a student of the Bible, any student of church history, you'll know that the Romans put an incredible amount of persecution upon uh, the Jews, upon especially uh, Christian Jews at that time, and literally they were dispersed. This was the dysphoria, those that were sent out, scattered uh, out of Israel, and James, under inspiration, is writing a letter, not specifically to a church like Paul had written to the church in the city of Corinth or Colossia or Thessalonica, but this was a general letter sent out to any and every believer. It was to be read in home churches, in homes, in Christian gatherings, Um, to the 12 tribes that have been scattered abroad. And he says to them, my brothers, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. When you read through this section, there are some key words that stand out. And this is the first one, joy. Count all of the trials that come upon you with joy. Now, I didn't say be happy about it. There's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is dependent upon your circumstances. Joy is an assurance in our hearts and the core of our being that we are Christ's and he is, he is ours and that he has us. He's given us the assurance that he will never leave us nor forsake us. That gives us, that assurance gives us a joy to be able to count every trouble and trial uh, joyfully, regardless of these various trials that come. Now, how do you have joy in the midst of trials that seemingly uh, are just overwhelming, just exhausting, uh, that just uh, expend a mental energy and physical energy, and many times spiritual vitality seems to wane uh, during the midst of our trials? How can you be joyful? Here he says this, uh, by knowing that the testing of your faith is going to produce patience. This is not, hey, be happy or be, be uh, 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 joyful. The word joy uh, means to have uh, an, uplifting, an uplifted spirit, an expectation uh, of good. Uh, he says to, the joy comes from us knowing that the testing of our faith has a purpose. Oh, my friends, today, I just say to it just clearly, God is saying to you that any and every trial that you're in today has a divine plan and purpose within it, even if it came from the powers of darkness, (laughs) even if it's uh, coming from wicked people around you in the world. Regardless of the source, God can take and will take what is evil and turn it for our good. The promises of God in Romans chapter 8 is ours, knowing that all things work together for our good. Hallelujah. You see, when we know that, and the knowing, that word knowing is the same kind of that intimate uh, knowledge. It's, it's the same word that you have the physical intimacy between a man and a woman in marriage. 
that that just that deep intimacy, the sharing of life, the essence with one another. Beloved, we are to know intimately with God that he takes each and every trial, opposition, heartbreak, scattering, if you will, and he turns it for our good uh, because it is going to test our faith. You know, if you had, uh, uh, if you said you had muscles, uh, how would people know unless they were able to see it? You've got to put things to the test. You've got to uh, test the, the your faith being tested by these trials are going to prove to you, to the devil, to everyone around the authenticity of faith in God. That faith in God is not just uh, words. James said, uh, I'll show you my faith by my works. You show me your faith without works. It's impossible. It's just talk. But here, James is saying that when these trials come, we can have an absolute assurance. Now, I know it's hard to do that, but an absolute assurance that every trial is going to test our faith, it's going to prove that it's genuine, and it's going to produce a character in us that is required for us for the long haul to live and to serve Christ. Here he says that it will test your faith and produce patience. Now, this patience doesn't just mean the the standard word of patience of being calm, uh, even keeled, having our uh, emotions in check. It means also producing in us an, a perseverance, uh, an endurance, you know, and this is what we have to have. As we follow Christ, as we're faithful in the things of God, we're going to be put to the test, and it's going to prove whether your faith is authentic, whether it'll stand the test, whether it's going to come out, tried even though it's like by fire, be proven like gold to be pure and steadfast, and it'll hold you steady through these trials, through these persecutions, through every opposition, uh, and bring you out the other side successful. How do we know that? Because here he says that this testing of your faith is going to produce in you the ability to endure and come through successfully. It's going to produce in you a perseverance that keep on keeping on. Now, that's not something that we would say of the flesh. That's not us just kind of uh, girding ourselves up, oh, I'm I'm the man that can do it. I'm the woman that... No, no, no. It's not going to come from the flesh. It's going to come through the Holy Spirit testing our faith through these trials to where we ourselves will know that we're able to persevere and come through to success. He says, but let patience, let endurance, let perseverance have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Now, listen, that has to be hopeful to you. I, uh, that has to bring some joy to you, right? Uh, that you're going to come through because this, this testing of your faith that is going to produce in you the character of Christ, patience, faithfulness, endurance, perseverance, that work in you is completing you. It's making you a whole person. It's making you a well-rounded, well 
characterized person where you will have what it takes when others fall apart, when others quit, when others give up, when others say it can't be done. You will be able to say, no, in Christ, all things are possible. I can do all things through Christ who gives me his strength. You will be uh, perfected and complete. A lot of times people say, oh, I, I need this in my life, and I need to do better in this way. This trials and tribulations, every believer can know for sure that these testings, no matter how hard, are actually producing good for you. Now, just stop for a minute and ask yourselves, right in the midst of whatever trouble you're in, what has been my attitude toward my trials? Have I been moaning and groaning? Have I complained? Have I gotten bitter? Have I become accusatory toward God or toward others? Have I thrown off my own responsibilities? Have I shucked uh, accountability and and trying to put it uh, on someone else? Let's stop for a minute and just really take a, a true assessment. Let patience, let perseverance, that, that continuing in the face of danger, continuing in the face of your trials, being faithful uh, to God who is faithful to you, is working in you right now. Amen. And just think, think with me, please, and hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. Right now, God is whispering to you, I am with you. You may not feel it. You may not think it. But I am at work. I am working this thing out for your ultimate good. I am giving you right now, by the testing of your faith, I'm giving you an opportunity to persevere, to continue in faithfulness, to depend upon me, to look to me, to call upon me and be saved. Call upon me and I'll deliver you. may not be today, but we press on. This Every trial is honing in us a sharpness of Christ's character that's going to bring you through your problems, through your trials and testings, even if some things are lost, even if pain is there. He's still going to bring you out perfect, complete, whole, fulfilled, and he says, lacking nothing. You know, if you lack nothing, you lack nothing. That means you have everything. And it echoes what Peter said, that God has given us all things that pertains to life and to godliness. Amen. Right now, in the midst of your trial, God has given you everything that you need in order to persevere. He's given you everything you need to maintain godliness. He's given you everything you need to be overcomers, even more than overcomers in Christ. Let's say together, thank you, Lord. Say amen. (laughs) Say hallelujah to that. Yes, in the midst of trials, let's give praise to God. Let patience have its perfect work, my friend. You are being made perfect and complete. You're going to come through it successful. You're going to come through it uh, even if you've lost some things. There's nothing that we lose for Christ that we don't, again, gain back. God gives us blessings. Uh, Some will receive in this life. Most probably we're going to receive uh, in uh, eternity. But uh, now look, as you're trying to understand this, if you lack wisdom, 
wisdom is the practical use of knowledge. You see, we can have knowledge, but then with knowledge, we need to understand what we've just come to know. When you receive knowledge and you gain understanding, wisdom is the practical application of all learned knowledge. And so if you lack the practical use of knowledge to be able to understand trials, to be able to understand that God is with you, to understand the divine workings of God, even though they may not be clearly seen in the midst of the fog of battle, the Word of God is settling you and saying that if you lack wisdom, just ask God. In the midst of your trials right now, the fog of battle, under the press of the heat and the, 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 the complications that seemingly are going to overwhelm you. Ask God, and it says he will give you wisdom. He will practically show you day by day steps to take in order to persevere through your trial and come out more than a conqueror. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> I have to say amen to that because I need this, and you need this. Now, when we ask, he's going to give, but not just give, he's going to give liberally. He, he's John 10.10, 10, the enemy is coming to you to still kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and life abundant, liberal. God is liberally going to give you, and he's going to do it without any reproach. There's not going to be any shaming you. There's not going to be any guilt-ridden uh, condemnation laid on you. That's what the enemy does. God's going to come to you with wisdom. He's going to pour out his, his uh, uh, strength to you, and it will be given to you. Just know it, expect it, believe it, receive it. Now, it goes on to say, but we have to ask in faith. You see, faith is the element of uh, our believing and trusting God no matter what. Faith is not this uh, jumping out into the dark and hoping something is there. Not at all. Faith is fully founded in who God is and the the history that we have and the knowledge we have that God has been faithful and that he is faithful. He cannot deny himself. And He, when He, you ask him in faith, he's going to give to you. But we have to ask in faith. If you don't ask in faith, you're asking in unbelief. There's, that's just the alternative to faith. You either believe or you don't believe. Well, if you ask, but you don't really believe, the Bible says you're, you're going to be tossed about like uh, uh, as if you were on the waves of the sea, you, and you're not going to receive anything. Let the man not suppose that he'll receive anything from the Lord. Why? Because you're asking, but it's asking uh, in doubt. It's asking with unbelief. Well, maybe God will do it. Maybe if I do better, God will do it. Maybe if I catch him at the right time, he'll do it. No. When you ask God, believe. Believe. Ask of me and see if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon you. We've got to believe. And when we believe, then we're going to be the opposite of what he says here, concluding in verse 8, where he says that if you pray, if you ask God, but we ask with fear and doubt and unbelief, we're not going to receive anything. Why? Because that's being double-minded. One side of your mind says, pray to God, cry out to God. The other side says, well, he probably won't hear. Well, double-minded, you're not going to receive anything from the Lord that way. Uh, we, have to be, uh, we have to be in faith, 
believing and knowing that when we ask, he's going to give us divine impartations that will create in us a knowledge that every trouble and trial is for our good. The enemy wants you to think that every trouble and trial is going to take you out. God says every trouble and trial, I'm going to make you better. I'm going to put the character of Christ in you. I'm going to prepare you for more to come. You you have an assignment. You have purpose in this life for God's kingdom. And no devil in hell can take you out like that. And God says that when we ask, we just ask in faith. And when we do, we're going to receive. If we ask in fear, doubt, and unbelief, we won't receive because it's being double-minded and unstable. Look, a lot of times when we have troubles and trials and we find ourselves in a position of instability, think with me. From this scripture, instability can be caused by us really simply just not believing God. I know it almost sounds too simple, but this is true. Instability comes when we do religious things, prayer, read the Bible, talk to other Christians, but we do it while we're holding fear, doubt, and unbelief. It makes us double-minded, makes us unstable, and in that way, we can't receive what God wants us to receive, and really, we've opened the door to give place to the enemy for what he intended to overwhelm us will overwhelm us. But my friend, that is, that's not what uh, God's will is. James is writing to people like you and me today that are in trouble, that we've got tremendous trials and cares and pains upon us. How do we see our way through? It's not by the wisdom of the world. It's not by seeking out somebody online to give us, like a guru, giving us some uh, uh, answer out of the blue. Just simply come to his word. Know that the trying right now of your faith is working in you such precious and powerful elements of God's character that's going to pull you through through perseverance and faithfulness. And every time in these trials, when you just say, oh God, I believe your word. Oh God, I know you're present. I hold to this word that every single trial is you proving to me and proving in me you're living in me, the character and nature of Christ. And I'm going to come through this perfect, complete, whole, stable, and what? Lacking nothing. Amen? Lacking nothing. That's the promises of God that James is telling the people and that we're hearing today. I want to I want to leave you with that encouragement that there is profit in our trials. There is great profit in our trials. We just simply have to position ourselves, like James said, right in faith before God, and he's going to see you through everything. My friends, by God's own word, you are a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror through Christ who gives you his strength. God bless you. 